we are bros on beers, and I did name one of my dogs Kane after Kane Brewery. So I should get to uh, free beer from Kane for the rest of my life. Some words of wisdom from Pearl right there to bring us back into part two of the February 20th episode of the Bros on Beers podcast, where we have the results of the piggy bank guessing game and the what's streaming segment. Enjoy the show and thanks for listening. All right. So uh, I do believe that uh, there was a wager that we made that one of us will be some amazing winners and some of us will be losers. And he did tell me that a few days after our last podcast that he did go and get the count on the Minnesota Viking piggy bank number. Helga. Uh, obviously, I immediately said stop talking because he tends to talk a lot about spoilers. And uh, I said just don't talk about it. So it has cool. remained a secret until this moment. Well, this is the big, the big moment the of reveal. reveal. What were our numbers? I think that paper is long gone. I know what it is. So you had two eighty-eight. You had <laughs> no. Two, I had, you had two. I don't believe that's at forty. No, I I had two eighty-eight, but I'll take the lower number. Oh, you I, had like four hundred and twenty or something. Yeah, like uh, four hundred and twenty. As I was, I I really like. As I was like listening back to the episode, I, I, I would have guessed. Oh, I have like, it right here, actually. I have it right here. Dun, da, da, da. All right. So flex, you had two eighty-eight. Pearl, four oh three eighty-seven, and creature at two twenty-eight. So we had the low. Yeah, I, I revised mine to one. I I revised mine to one forty-four. Uh oh. No, you did not. Having it. No, no. I'll stick with 288. We need proof for this. We need proof. Speaking of spoilers. No, no. I'm uh, I'm saying, like, after, when I went back and I was listening to the episode, I was like, oh, man, that's way too high. Like, I I definitely think it was more like half that. Just so we're clear, your official is. That was my official, yes. That's why I said he shouldn't talk because it was a spoiler right here. So obviously the total was 142 or something. 143. (laughs) All right, so irony. Um, so you said that one wrong. Irony, irony. Uh, so your official is two eighty eight, correct? But upon well, further, because I'm giving you the opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, then I'll change right it either way. I'm not you're gonna, you're gonna let me change it. You one hundred percent spoil it. Are you sticking? No, whatever. So <laughs> I went to the. Uh, Coinstar machine over where uh, Pearl lives up the street and um, emptied it out, counted it up. The before the percentage was taken out, which here's I know what he's going to say. He needs to not say anything. I specifically asked the uh, the person at the, the customer service desk to give me uh, the re- the receipt that came out of the machine. And I was like, I want to know what the price, what the cost was, meaning what it was beforehand, okay? So he handed me the receipt and I didn't proofread it. It only had the uh, the actual amount that 
after the taxes, but it came to after before taxes. I remember it because I was uh, I was surprised, shocked actually that it was. Uh, uh, $160 and change. So rounded to $160. Nice. Uh, and my guess was 228 and I was like hoping for 200 So I was like, man. And then I was like, let me, and let me look at the, what do I actually walk away with was $148. All right. So, so 160 But when you said, well, I'm going to add rounded to 144 I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I thought about it afterwards because I was thinking of like a cylinder. But then when I when you sent the picture of the actual thing, I was like, I was like, oh, man, that's not a cylinder. It's like it's just like a sphere. Yeah. So I think there uh, it's it, what why it was so low. A, it was not as big as you think it is. But there was a lot more, I think, nickel dime as opposed to quarters or nickels and pennies, yeah. I should say. As opposed oh, okay. to dimes and quarters, so okay. that's my guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that, cool. that's so, the uh, that's that's the how it ended. All right. So nobody wins because we're all over. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. But if we're going by prices right rules, yes. But if we're just going over under, uh, my original guess of two twenty eight was the closest. And, but then you revised it to your 140. Um, what was no, it? No, no. You, no I, I, okay. you, you won. You won. But we also have, you know, the listeners out there. Maybe there's somebody that got 160. <laughs> yeah. Shoot us if you got 160, yeah, email us and we'll, uh, message we'll send you something. Know. We'll give you a free t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Flashback. Seriously. Episode one when I was Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have friends that are that have like that they can do that. Yeah, my dad's a graphic designer. Got to come up with a logo. Anyway, so yeah, we so, have a logo. Go to brosonbears.com. And this is this is a traditional filler for us. I know what it is. I know what you're gonna say, but uh, your old your good old fireball. When Pearl has the memes, he always ends up getting one of the tubs. You know, the party tubs. Add ice and party. <laughs> so. We uh, we like to do a fireball. I know it's gross. I know it's disgusting, but it's tradition to uh, when we're having a good time and things are moving to uh, down a down a uh, fireball every now and then. Yes. So, cheers. Cheers. Thank yeah. you guys for for inviting me and welcoming me welcoming me to the uh, Bros on Beers uh, Alliance, uh, <laughs> the Alliance of Awesomeness, and uh, cheers. Yeah. Come pie. Right. Come pie. Slunch it. This was uh, why I was so tired today. About four of these yesterday was the reason why I was so tired today. Oh, there you go. I came over, I guess, right. I came over his house around noonish, and we watched, uh, and I didn't leave until 11. <laughs> oh, boy. We watched the, uh, we played cornhole. Friends come over. Um, we big watched, fire. and we watched the, fire, the big giant fire as always. Uh, He's a wicked fire starter. We actually, uh, the IPA that he was just talking about is an IPA that I actually liked. And I was contemplating actually oh, cool. asking him if I could do it for the uh, for the podcast. It was funny. It was another Ross Brewing. I don't know what my deal is. Oh. With yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I had one of their beers and it really wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I know so you didn't like the one you had, but yeah, I forget what it was. Sure. I don't remember. But so like for the this one I had was pretty and good. the listeners out there that haven't that are just tuning in, what's the deal with the Ross Brewing Company? What's the history Nothing. behind that? Just with that. It was just an early, early beer that he had yeah, in I one had of that. our early, early episodes. Reminiscing. So, all right. Awesome. Let's move on. What's streaming? No ice. All right. Well, for me, this What's week. streaming, guys? For me this week, it was... Uh, Something that came out in 2022 on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. And uh, I, I didn't read the book. Uh, so, you know, I'm just more so the movie guy. But the it was a documentary about the original uh, release on uh, TV of the show It by Stephen King. Um, so that grabbed my attention right away. I don't know if it took but. Uh, it's solely about the not the recent uh, movie, but just about the a TV show. So they they don't talk to Stephen King at all. There's footage of him speaking and talking about it from many many years ago. You know, and I, his voice to me is fits his you know uh, fictional writing like he's like a character of his own book. The way he speaks, uh, I did see him. I went to New York, uh, Manhattan, and saw him speak once live. I brought the talisman, hoping that he would sign it, but he's he's not very social either. He just sped right out of there afterwards. But anyway, uh, it basically this documentary speaks about just the TV show It. You know how big of a you know influence at the time it was. They go back and talk to all the uh, actors and actresses that were in it. Um, so it's pretty well done. I've watched probably two thirds of it. Um, but just you know the clown character to me. You know they they address that a lot. How you know, the, they, they go back and talk about the fear of clowns and how originally it was nothing. But, uh, you know, in the right light, a clown is, you know, quite terrifying. It was really well done. This was this was Sorry. the made-for-TV movie? Because yeah, the there was no, like... TV, TV the, the, Tim, the Tim Curry clown. You know, Tim Curry. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember there was a made-for-TV... That's the one, but uh, the guy, the, the, okay. the kid that was the, well, he was not a kid, the kid from the Waltons was like the main character. Okay. The one that oh, ended with the giant, okay. the giant tarantula at the end. So that was the thing. It was a combination of what can be allowed on TV yep. based on a Stephen King book to, you know. And it, if I remember correctly, it was like one event like it was a like it was multiple parts and that's right? the thing when we were kids like we didn't have like today it's everything streaming right so back then this like, type of show was like oh my god it was like for four like, days in a row like, v, like at eight o'clock you remember v the, v the was mini like, series and it yeah. became the show but yes yeah. like that was like oh my god this is coming out it's i'll awesome. never forget that i'll never forget the ad for v and tv guide remember tv guide it was a double page and there was a there was an image of the island of manhattan and the V spaceship was like bigger than the size of Manhattan. It was really low. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So this was one of those times. Yep. Where, absolutely. Again, I don't. I, Stephen King, creepy, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Tim so, Curry, I remember him from Clue Legend, played the devil, best image of Satan in film. And I have no, really no more to say to this than, you know, the book I'm reading now, which I mentioned last podcast, I believe was Fairy Tale by Stephen King. And it's, 
it's gotten mm -hmm. to a point where it's very much like the talisman because and i don't think i'm spoiling anything and that's your favorite all-time book yeah right like of all books yeah this character is a 17 year old boy and he's entering another world with a dog and he goes into a well Hootman sounds like trouble a brewing at the old well which is the cover of the book so i'm not spoiling anything no. and he goes into a well and it trans it transports him to this other fantasy world Alternate dimension and these characters it's so yeah. much like the Dark Tower and Talisman that I'm really excited as to what happen ne happens next. I'm unfortunately, it's halfway through, so it took a while to get to that point. But mm -hmm. uh, it's going into this other world with these strange characters, just like in the Talisman, so, when he drank the potion and right. took himself to the other so world. So back to this documentary about it. Okay, sorry, yes. No, that, no, no, characters are awesome. Not much talk Master Tangent. What? Yes, I said Master Tangent. Uh... It, it was just very cool. It's cool to see the filming, behind-the-scenes stuff, and, you know. So that, that sounds very really interesting. What was the name of the show? I, I honestly forget. It's but it was, Pennywise, because I was looking right, for it. it. I, you told me you recommended it, and I was looking for it. And I just assumed, because I saw Pennywise, and I was like, oh, that's just the movie. But it's the, the image is like it says Pennywise, something, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see it? Anyways, the story, the story of yeah, it. Yeah, the story yeah. behind it. It's awesome. I love yeah. that. So, like, it talked about casting and all that and how to try to find the kid that would eventually grow up and meet up well with the adult, you know, had to find the right actor. And the, the, the main kid was the main one that didn't look like the adult, but they both were just perfect for the role. So, right. Uh, yeah, that was an event. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a fun watch. Fun watch. But that's how my, old were we ish? Because we're all like the same age, minus a few years, right? Plus or minus a few years. So what? I think 49, 48, 47 right here. Yeah, I'm 48. I'm 33. Oh! Winner, winner, winner! Yeah, so I, I, about what he was saying. <clears throat> It's very hard for a Stephen King movie to translate well to film. And, um, yeah, I don't know why that is. This is, a, this is a, a tangent on a tangent that famously, actually, Stephen King was not a fan at all of uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. He actually is on record as like, I'm paraphrasing, but he effing hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've heard that as and well. For that, and I was just—it's funny—the book that he's currently reading, the fairy tale that he talked about in a couple of podcasts ago. I was reading the back uh, cover, you know, the little blurb from the book, you know, the section from the trailer, for lack of a better word. And I was thinking, like Stephen King is a master at internal dialogue. Because uh, Pearl was just saying something about how Stephen King can get in the character's mind. And it's like almost like himself writing, because everybody has different degrees in internal dialogue. You know, it's not like uh, JD from Scrubs, where he has to like image, imagine everything. But um, he's a master of internal dialogue. And like that much dialogue, that much thoughts. It's really hard to get that uh, uh, portrayed well on screen. I mean, you could do it enough with like narration, but mm -hmm. it, you know what I mean? A lot gets lost 
in in the movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I think there's a, there's a lot more that plays into why his movies aren't successful. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It's, it's really because you are thousand percent. I, I, I feel correct. like it's. I mean, number one is quality. Like they just they're not good movies. They're just not. Uh, that's well besides done. the point. I'm trying to I'm trying to sound smart here, but you, you are correct. There's thousand I mean, there's why. there's a lot of movies that have been of his that have been made and some of them are like unbelievable but some of them are just like what i wouldn't go just... unbelievable but like well, they're uh, uh uh misery is absolutely amazing yeah very misery I, I guess misery and very um true. the shining touche and i was just saying you but, but like you said the shining was wasn't but see but the shining wasn't really it was like one of the greatest directors ever, you know, and it was period. Not what, not what and Stephen he broke King. Shelley Long. That's another tangent. Like he literally broke Shelley Long in that movie. She was never the same. Great. Oh, really? No, you're no. Shawshank. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of like movies that were made from his short stories, Dolores, like Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. I mean, those Green are great Mile. movies. Dolores Claiborne. Right? Was that Dolores Cleveland? I didn't like it. I liked it. Anyway. Carrie. Cujo. Carrie. Cujo. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's such a simple. Yeah, they're, they're okay. I, the I don't know. The I little kids. Well, those were made in a day when it wasn't very, you know, prepping, you know, whatever. And I'm sorry. I'm big, I'm a fan of Maximum Overdrive. I like that movie. It's, it's panned across the board. And Stephen yeah. King is on record as saying he wrote that movie flying out of his mind on cocaine. <laughs> like, he's, it's documented. And, um, but I like it. That was the album that, that was the introduced me to ACDC. ACDC's Who Made Who album is the soundtrack to the music. One thing, like when Stephen King listens to this podcast, I hope he hears me say this: that I hope they make The Long Walk as a movie. The Long Walk is a great story about 15-year-old kids. Uh, there's a hundred entries every year. The winner gets whatever they want for the rest of their life, but there's 99 losers, and they all die. And there's those. those did you read The Long Walk? Now I am. <laughs> No, was that Stand By Me? Wasn't that his, what? like, Stand By Me? Well, was Stand that By his, Me was the... Chopper! A dead sick body. Balls. You know, it was the kids seeking... Oh, the dead body. Okay. Stand By Me is a story about kids going out to seek a dead body. That was the whole yeah. the whole story. The long walk is, you know, you enter into this competition and the winner gets whatever they want for the rest of their life. Billions wow. and millions of dollars. And no kidding. they have to walk really, and they can't go slower than like three miles an hour. They can't veer off the path. All these different little yeah. They get three warnings, and every warning they get, you know, so, they announce it's a great, great, great. So Pearl, I apologize for interrupting you. This proves even more what a mastermind he was. When was the Long Walk written? Approximately, yeah, it had to have been eighties, right? In the eighties. Yeah. So what I'm hearing in that description is the Hunger Games. Where there's a game where there and, mm -hmm. and and more and more recently the Squid Game. Yeah. Mm. So prove me wrong, right? Prove Pearl wrong. <laughs> so uh creature, Pearl what wrong. do you what do you got? What have you been watching? Honestly, I've been watching and I'm a and I'm a big 
fan of recently of the, the streaming service Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. worth it. And I, it's for fourteen ninety nine a month. There's nineteen seventy nine. Long Walk was nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine. Hunger oh. Games, Squid Game. You heard it here first, folks. Pearl said it. Um, so anyway, I'm a big fan. For like fourteen ninety nine a month, I get uh, Paramount Plus and uh, Showtime uh, included in that. And the show I'm going to be currently talking about briefly, kind of, is. Um, Tulsa King, uh, the new Sylvester Stallone vehicle. Oh yeah, you mentioned that last time. Oh, Sylvester Stallone, God. yeah. It's, it's real, it, 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 it. and it's hysterical because you know in this day and age now that you know every everybody's a critic and everybody has instant access to getting their crit- criticisms out there. It's very uh, hot and cold. You know, it's either you love it, and there's so many people. Uh, I use that term loosely, people that, that, that crap all over it. And, you know, it's these people that think they went to, they went to films, they took a class in film in, in their freshman year in college, and now they're like experts in film. Every, all the criticisms that you read, forget about it. He's a bad actor. He's this and that. Essentially, in a nutshell, the show's premise is uh, Sylvester Stallone is... In, been in prison for the last prison, not jail, like heart, like straight up prison. Uh, Was he in prison though? I don't know. Uh, I gotta check uh, the uh, IMDb the on that. Episode. Yeah, I think they're gonna reveal, make the big reveal in the next episode. That's not gonna happen. Um, for twenty five years, and he's let out. It's made obvious that he's a mo- in, he was in the mafia. You know, the New York, you know, Cosa Nostra. That kind of thing. It doesn't really forget that it's a made-up family, but you get the gist. <clears throat> and he's released, and he goes back to the you know the, the there's a there's a car there from the family you know that picks him up, brings him into the city, and he's you know looking around. And um, so that's that's the first that's that's how it starts. And he goes to see his family. He's very close to the old timey Don, like the guy. He's old. He's and he's like sickly uh, on his last legs. And it's also made very clear that he's not uh, particularly liked by the people that uh, came into power. You know, I'm talking like the Dons. You know, like the made guys. You know, in the in the initial, in the immediate uh, crew, if you will, the crew of the family. Uh, he's not well received, and he, so essentially, the character Dwight, that his name is Dwight. Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Assistant to a retail manager. The Are you sure you weren't watching The Office? If you're familiar, <laughs> I didn't hear The Office. So the character that he wants a gabagool. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. The character that I made the like, what he's he being Sylvester Stallone. Imagine if you're very familiar, and I'm a I'm a huge fan of the movies uh, Rocky, the Rocky movies. I think it's the greatest love story ever told on film. But um, back in the day when he was the when he was the bruiser for the in the first movie when he was the bruiser for the mafia guy. Imagine that character, but. He's a top-level capo in, in a major New York family, okay? So 
kind of like an alternate universe Rocky, okay? And uh, it's made clear that he's not well-received, and he sent uh, the territory, the quote-unquote territory that he's given is in Tulsa. So it's, I'm not giving anything away. Basically, like Napoleon, like you get your own island where we're mm-hmm. getting rid you know? And um, he meets a crew, and he gets his, his thing going, and as the... It's it's a well put together um, uh, series. It really is. It was supposedly supposed to be eleven episodes. I went the I always like to check IMDb for the season. Supposed to be eleven episodes, but for some reason it was it was limited to nine. Okay, and uh, what I love about the show is obviously the story, and it keeps you it keeps you in it. It keeps you. It brings you back. You know, it keeps it, it hooks you, but. It could easily have been your cliche fish out of water, you know, Rip Van Winkle, been away for 25 years. What are these kids doing? You know, what's this object in my head? You know, it really could have been really done cheesy and cliche. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, and um, I watched it and I'm like, you know what? They handled it. They addressed it because you can't not address the fact that he's this guy in this new world. Not only has he been in prison for 25 years. He's not in New York. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was done really, really well. The characters, uh, the side characters, they are really, really nobody. Matt Martin Freeman. If you're from every, familiar with Martin Freeman, he was the geeky kid in Freaks and Geeks, and he was uh, one of the characters in uh, Glass. Martin Martin Star. Martin Star. You'll know Which him if you. He Freak, was rich kid in Freaks and Geeks. He was the geek, the, the, the tall, lanky, geeky kid with the big glasses. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. And he was in. A, he was in that. He was oh. also in. And they're coming out with another season. Party Down, one of the greatest, most funniest shows ever, ever, ever. Party Down. They're remaking it. That's that's another tangent. But um, yeah. And he was in um that show uh um. Uh, Silicon Valley on uh, HBO, which is another highly highly recommended Where, show. Who was he in Silicon Valley? <laughs> the sarcastic, geeky guy with glasses. <laughs> Wait, the guy, the the guy with the long hair? No, it couldn't have been him. Yeah, the guy with the longer hair. Not no, not not the. I forget his name. Yeah, he, anyway, weird anyway, name, like... anyway, he, he plays a major part in the show. But the point is, he's like the biggest celebrity in the show. But also, Dana Delaney, if you're familiar with Dana Delaney, I used to have a big-time crush on her. She's in the show. She was, uh, And uh, Isabella Sciorra from uh, The Sopranos, uh, she's in the show as well. She plays his sister. So there's multiple storylines going on, and the, he, he falls in, he, he starts having uh, intimate relations with, a, with a, what turns out to be an ATF agent. There's there's a there's a biker gang headed up by this Irish guy. It's really it could easily have taken a left turn and been really bad, but it really handled it. And all, the funny thing is, I was going through the show uh, thinking that there was eleven episodes, and right around when I was at episode seven, it came the news came out that it was only going to be nine. I'm like, oh my god, how are they going to end this? <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> oh man, there's so much that they wrapped it up. Like, 
spot on. It was a, it's a spot on show. Everybody tries. I, my concern, my concern with that is that when they do something like that, it's usually because the show is not very good. <laughs> oh, they can, they can, they can, they can, uh, you, you know, eat uh, shite because it's. <laughs> I actually watched it twice because my cousin, my older cousin Vic, uh, he wanted to watch it, and I watched. I I went into it watching it again because it's. It's a phenomenal show. So not only is he Rocky in an alternate universe, he's also Rambo because the, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not giving anything away. It was actually in the trailer. He, in the first episode, he cold cocks this guy with one punch down. Other characters from The Sopranos in this, Shiora, and uh, there's a couple other that you'll know him when you see him. Um, um, in the show, and he cold cocks this guy in the jaw, drops him with one punch, has his jaw wired shut. <laughs> it's really great. And then he head stomps the guy, crushes his head with his foot in one episode. It's it sounds crazy, but it works, and it's it works. That's it works. And a lot of criticism yeah, okay. is that he's a bad actor, but he's Sylvester Stallone. He sounds like Sylvester mm -hmm. Stallone. X you know Files. I mean? That's what you're talking. About. He um. And uh, oh, he, that's Dana's calling. Oh. Sangria, sangria, sangria. He also, um, <laughs> you said Dana Delaney, you meant Dana Scully from Mexico. No, I meant Dana Delaney because that's not the person that's, the person <clears throat> that's in the show. So, anyway, it's a great show, and I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend right. Paramount Plus. As an overall streaming, if you're not sure, you know, you want to drop something and maybe get something else, you don't have to get the Showtime package. You can get it for like whatever price a month. But it's really they cool. got really good shows like Yellowstone. I'm a big well, fan of that show. Yeah, yeah. So um, I want to. I'll, I'll, I'll so kind of at? like segue. I'll segue off of that because I'm I'm shocked now because you're you're adding another you know, quote unquote star, uh, I wouldn't say star, but like actor that I know from the show Freaks and Geeks, because you guys talked about it last time. You got to watch and I it. Went, I went back and watched, I just, I only watched the first episode, which was the pilot. And it was, it was very raw. I mean, it yeah. was very like, you know, Separated raw episode. Before he was anybody. I think, I think that, um, James Franklin. I'm, I'm assuming that it gets better. Like, I think they probably like smooth it out. Like with any show, for me personally, if I'm new to it and it's recommended, I give it at least three episodes. If I don't, if I'm not hooked again, if not hooked by that. Yeah, third no, it, it definitely it had some like funny qualities, and I, you know, I, I, I love the show um, Dead to Me, which I don't know if you've ever seen Dead to Me, but no. um, Linda, Linda Cardellini, who plays the. The girl Lindsay, she's in Dead to Me. She's born basically like she's really, she's really good. And when I saw she was in it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Like, so I I watched it with my kid, with my well, two of my kids who were who were in high school. It kind of some and and I think Pearl said it was like kind of like the Wonder Years. I did think it was kind of like the Wonder Years, but in high school, Wonder Years for the cool kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, in in high school. Um, I give and, it the first episode. But I, but I was I was looking at all these. I was looking at all these the 
actors that are in it. And I was like, oh my god, James Franco, James Franco Seth, Seth Rogen, Martin Starr, um, Jason Segel, Linda Cardellini, uh, and then Martin Starr. I didn't even know he was who he was, but I, yeah, you're right. He's Gilfoyle, Gilfoyle from Silicon Valley. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. That that first the pilot episode is great, and you know it's funny. I was watching an interview with Linda Cardellini about Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, and really? the person that was interviewing her was like, "I can't watch. I, I can't hear the song Come Sail Away without like getting teary eyed." And I was like, "What is that about?" I'm getting teary eyed. I'm getting teary eyed thinking about it's, it. It's it's such a great scene because you know there's. There's like multiple like levels to people involved with the song who are kind of experiencing these new things. And it's it's just a real feel good kind of Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, the, the dude from <clears throat> How I Met Your Mother. That yeah. was one of his first roles. And I'm looking well, at the biggest the biggest to me was James Franco and Seth Rogen. I couldn't believe those two guys were in it. The, the main the, the main mastermind behind it. Uh, for those listeners that know what I'm talking about, Paul Feig, F-E-I-G. That was him and Judd Apatow. This was like the when it, this was they, they they joined the minds. Paul Feig and Judd Apatow. It's 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 to, to go to to add to the list of the people that are in the show. I'm freaking believable. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching that, but that that's not the main show I wanted to talk about. I just I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I actually we want to give some more commentary on that later. But that I was just surprised at all the actors that were all the stars that were in that show. And definitely give it another they're, shot. Like, they're so going. young, so so good. Um, so the the what I wanted to talk about was foundation. I I know I had mentioned it. <clears throat> I know I had mentioned it last last uh, episode. And I'm gonna get a little, uh, little geeky here, I guess. Nerd! Oh, because to me, <laughs> I, I, um, I consider this show to be foundation on Apple TV to be like a, um, like a sci-fi Game of Thrones. Um, you lost me. Mainly because there's, it's so it's science fiction. It's in the future. I'm looking on that um, now, yeah. No so um there's the the game of thrones aspect of it i would say there's like a there's like an uh there's like an emperor and like hundreds of years ago he was dying and he he basically cloned himself and so so the leadership of the galaxy is in this this like group of three people that are all clones of the or the original like emperor from hundreds of years ago but in different stages of life like one's a kid one's like an adult and then one's like an old man okay and they they kind of like they work together and like rule the the galaxy together but when like at a certain point like the old man you know gets too old and they so he he like they they basically kill him off and they bring in a new like baby, and so like as they grow, there's always three of them, at least three of them that are there. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, and it's kind of like the you know in Game of Thrones, the um, oh, I can't remember his name, like who's the 
the young king that comes up when the king dies. You, sir, are an idiot. I can't remember his name, but anyway. Um, so there's there's like that aspect of it. And then there's like different like religious aspects like throughout the the galaxy. There's like people that are against this, like, you know, this empire because um, they just they think it's wrong that they're, you know, they have these like clones that are running the galaxy. Yeah. And uh, so, so there's like that aspect of it. And that, that kind of reminds me of game of Thrones, like the, you know, the, the, the God of many faces and um, the, like the red witch and things like that. Uh, and then, then there's like this whole other aspect, which is, um, there's there's like a big like kind of math component to it, and there's like a girl that like is really smart with math, and there's yeah. basically a guy. There's basically a guy who can predict through through math. He kind of like decodes everything through math, and he's able to like predict what's going to happen, and he predicts that like the the galaxy is going to like fall into ruin, and he wants to establish this foundation, which is like a essentially like a library. For okay. the after everything's destroyed, so that whoever's left can kind of like easily rebuild society. So he wants okay. to like establish this library, but he like tells that to the you know the emperor, and the emperor's like, "This is like you know you're um, you're just going to get people thinking like that we're not capable of ruling the galaxy." So he they don't obviously they don't like him, but they're kind of scared of him and. So they like send him away and um, there's this whole other like revolt, you know, revolution kind of thing that starts. So That's really, funny, yeah. really interesting, really good, uh, um, really good show. If you're into yeah. sci-fi and we can predict the future mathematically, if they, uh, the empire will fall and plunge the galaxy into 30,000 years of chaos. If they listen to them, it can be reduced wow. to a thousand years. That's Sean's yeah. interest. This he's relief, he's basically like rather than thanks. He's basically like it's going to happen. It's just like if you listen to me, it's like how bit but there, you know, there's like there's other stories that, that go off as well. Like there's one I don't want to give too much away, but there's like one of the like I was saying, there's there's three of the emperors always. Yeah. And there's one of them that starts to have these like different traits. So like they're basically all clones. So they're supposed to be the same exact person, but he's got like these different traits and he kind of like meets this girl and she like, you know, um, you know, she tries to help him to like, you know, uh, get away. And, and, you know, there's like, there's, there's a, a bunch of different stories that happen, but I, I just, I thought it was really cool. And I like those different stories, the different aspects of like things that are going on. And I love sci-fi. Um, so if you're into sci-fi, if you're into that Game of Thrones kind of vibe of, in a show, um, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's funny you say it. Like, check that out. You know, it's funny because I immediately, when you said sci-fi in Game of Thrones, I, I said, I'm out because I don't like sci-fi and I never watched. I watched like five minutes of Game of Thrones. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like that fantasy stuff. Harry Potter. I think I saw the first movie when it came out on DVD and I hated it. I didn't hate it. I just like, it's, it's not for me. I get why. I'm not, I get why people like it. 
kind of like IPAs with me. I, I get why they like it, but I don't like it. It's not for me. But I am a history buff. And, and when I taught sixth grade, I did ancient civilizations. for social, I was the social studies teacher. And what you're saying, what I, I heard you say something about a library brought me back over. Like the Library of Babylon, the eight wonders mm -hmm. of the world. And that whole time frame, the Alexander the Great on forward to the Roman Empire, the different quirks of the yeah, emperors that there, just... There's a book... There's a book called, um, I, you know, I never read it, but um, How the Irish Saved Civilization. Yeah. And it's about how these Irish monks, like, wrote everything I down me, yeah. when when things were, like, you know, kind of collapsing, like, all of, you know, civilization was collapsing. Maybe the fall of Rome. I don't remember when it was exactly, but how they, like, wrote everything down, these monks. Um, there, yeah, there's a few shows. There's actually, a, like, an animated, The Book of Kells. Um, what is it called? That the Book of Kells. It was uh, it's an animated movie about the Book of Kells. I think it was, or maybe it was called, um, yeah, the Book of Kells. The, no, the secret of the, the it's called the it's called the secret of Kells. But it's I think it's about the Book of Kells basically, and the Book of Kells was essentially that it was like, you know, an Irish civilization, um you know, writing down, like, history, like, everything that, that had happened. Unbelievable. That's, that's fantastic. So, yeah, so, like, so I'm, I'm sorry I dismissed it at first. Just real quick, does it take place in, like, a distant future? Um, it's sci-fi, so it takes place, like, I don't know, thousands of years into the future. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, though. but... But it's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be like you know, Star Wars is more a galaxy far, far away. This is supposed to be like I think our galaxy, but yeah, gotcha. just um, yeah, cool man. So, so it's on Apple TV stuff. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. Wow, this is the third. I've been. This is my third <laughs> podcast. You've you've given three Apple TV. Flex has patterns he goes through, and it's uh, yeah. Early on, it was the office. Well, actually, well, I just first... I just got exposure to Apple TV, so I'm, I'm like yeah, checking out all the shows on there. Through uh, what's it called? The Boy, the Fox, the Mole, the Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse was just put together put together on Apple TV. It's an animated version, of a children's book. It was the animation. On Apple TV. I mean, uh, sorry, Apple TV. No, it's on Amazon. So what what that's what that story <laughs> is is last year my uh, one school thing where every single class from kindergarten through fifth grade read the same book and it was the boy the mole the horse and the fox and we all read it discussed it talked about it we had an author read blah 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 but came out for it and okay like, uh, I'm, yeah, I was taking them to school I, I think like no offense to anybody who. who who does this or has initiated that they do that in our town as well. I thought it was just our town, but maybe this is like more of a, a universal educational thing. Yes. I just, is. I feel, I feel that that concept of one book, one school or whatever is just a cop out. Like it's just, you just like, there's no way that you can find one book that, that is, that is relevant or interesting for everybody. 
and you're just trying to make it easier on yourself. Like you just have to, you only have to, you know, everybody just has to worry about one book as opposed to trying, trying to find like a different book for each grade. Well, and yeah, I don't I, like I that. All the reasoning behind them doing it, it was, it was more of a on the fly kind of thing. It wasn't mandatory or, you know, necessary because we, we read our own novels throughout the year. We read uh, wonder and uh, do they do uh, holes or is that still sixth grade? We, we, uh, holes was more sixth grade, it was higher level. Mm -hmm. But um, the giver, you know, the, what you do? No, the giver, yeah, lowest, yeah, most large. But this was more of like a on the fly, like they came up with it. It wasn't like a, I don't know what the story behind it. Is. I get what you're saying. It wasn't. Like, I don't know. I just, I, n I never I liked that flat. idea. I agree with you a thousand just, percent, Flex, and. I was taking him to school because he, he had his car and uh, we happened to just see the commercial for this and that he told me this whole story. So that day I went home and I watched it. Just, you know, I love animation. I'm a big fan of it. And A, the animation, the cinematography, if you will, is, my, is just perfect. And I am more sensitive i think than pearl is and i kind of lost it like two three times throughout the movie uh wait what movie oh the one we've been talking about the the boy the fox the mole the boy the mole the fox the oh mole. oh okay I lost it throughout there and i have a funny feeling it's kind of like um uh eastern philosophy based namely like like hindu that sort of asian japanese kind of a mix of that because mm. uh they're all power like little just this, this one word i was bawling uh for example oh, the one that what, the first one that set me off was the mole talking to the boy the boy asked the mole what was the greatest thing you ever said and the mole reply was help asking someone for help is the greatest thing i've ever said and he said uh asking for help is not giving up it's refusing to give up Nice. And I got goosebumps now mm -hmm. talking about it. And I'm oh, sitting there like, yeah. ooh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ears. And that was just the, and it's, it's, and it's not long, but it's like you want more. Yeah, Idris I, Elba, Idris Elba does the voice of one of the characters. And um, Gabriel Byrne, I think, does. Idris Elba ruined the dark time. <laughs> mm. I, I never even, wasn't it Matthew McConaughey? Mm, he was in it, but the he uh, Idris Elba uh, was. Uh, oh, come on, the the Dark Tower ruined the Dark Tower. You can't. Yeah, that it should never have been made. I mean, Jesus. Going back to what we were talking about about Stephen King movies, they were either excellent or what. Yeah. Was, uh, you know what's funny? I found one time somebody made a scene. Somebody made a scene from The Talisman. Okay. Like as a as like a just a, art, like a know, project. It was like an art project or something and they got like real actors and they like acted out one of the scenes um live action or was... no it was it was live action it was like um i think it was when they were he was in like the the hotel early and, on yeah, with his mom. yeah early early on when like these um creatures came in to try to get him or something i don't remember exactly what happened yeah, but um, I, I thought that was cool. Like it was, you know, it was like a concept um, scene 
for like what what the talisman talisman movie might yeah. be like. Like a normal person needs to remake to to actually do that, not like some <laughs> exactly. Like, like I would agree. Yeah. That might no, a lot. I know some people might not. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's ever tried to to do that, even as like a three movie. I think the older we get. As the years go on, as you know, the millenn- like the early millennials that are still have their ties to the Gen X, those people that appreciate Stephen King for the books, I think we'll see some better Stephen King. At least that's say, my hope. Say I it hope. again, mate. You heard it here first, folks. I want to make it a movie. I want to write. I want to write the script for. You're speaking to three people that grew up with Stephen King, Mr. Stephen King, I'm talking to you. Wow. And this guy right here is read every single one of your books. I have my own book that I'm writing. It's got a great plot. So please listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. Do a version of The Long Walk. And I'm going to, that's like the first thing I'm going to get tomorrow is I go to Barnes and Nobles and get that book. Out. He won't lend out books because he doesn't like people touching them. Yeah, so you'll tear it and then I'll be. All right, good, uh, good episode, guys. Yeah, a lot of stuff covered. High five! High five! This will be this is fun. Yeah. All right, guys. And this is number three. It's Roman numeral three. So thank you all for letting me continue my uh, contributions. Much appreciated.